we've got a fun topic to get into. That's this mm-hmm. is kind of like a single topic episode, and it's it's been long coming. Um, we've been talking a lot about the vaccines and the technology and the trials and the rollout and the issues with equity, but. There's so much more about the vaccines that we haven't even been able to scratch the surface on. And it's it's stuff that's really kind of buried under a lot of the noise of like, when can I get the vaccine? What can I do once I get the vaccine? What parties can I go to? When can right. I see grandma? Like, what are we going to do about all, all restrictions? All of that stuff, which is inescapable right, right now, basically. Yeah. Like, you, can, you cannot move an inch in any sort of media space without seeing well, like all of these questions about the personal end of vaccine distribution right it's really individuated yeah because it's all about like how you as the consumer can can get it but that kind of like ignores and hides the more structural aspects of the vaccine distribution you know there's an underrepresented part of the story which is exactly how does the state get the vaccine yeah how does a state get the vaccine yeah yeah right and also just i i think the thing is like to to think about it this way which is that the vaccine is this you know, miraculous substance, this resource unlike any other. And when you have something like that, you know, obviously all of the human interest stories are going to be about how people get it and so on. But it also is always going to have something to tell us about the way that power works uh, in the world and and, and Mm -hmm. in our political economy. And I think what this story that we're going to unfold today suggests is that the way that things have been set up thus far was already designed in a way that allowed private firms to like reap the rewards and to actually uh, make profits by denying needed resources to, to, to people in, in large swaths of the planet. But what's happening now, uh, if things sort of continue in this vein, is that the people who already sort of won under the arrangements that we have... <laughs> <laughs> are actually leveraging this pandemic to create a new form of power for themselves, which is oh yeah, absolutely. Like in a way, it's far more sinister than anything I actually sort of imagined in the world of just sort of like profits, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I mean it, this is a problem writ large with global biopharmaceutical companies, right? Like this is right. something that. Pre-pandemic was a, a favorite topic of ours on the Deaf panel. And I think just to keep things as specific as possible, we're just going to focus on Pfizer yeah. today because Pfizer actually is obviously one of the biggest, most like historied uh, companies in this sector. And they also were the first to get a vaccine to market. And I think like this sort of role that the single company has had in the debate over pharmaceutical intellectual property over the past like 30 years has also been really important. So it's it's kind of telling that what's going on with Pfizer and the discussions about whether or not Pfizer should share its discovery or not has become such a central focus of this because they are one of the most hardline litigious protectors of their IP in the entire industry. Yeah. So as as B is saying for the rest of this, we're gonna we'll be talking about these things um specifically through the lens again of the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine, uh also known as BNT162B2 or Comirnaty 
which is <laughs> Comernity. Comernity, right? Comernity. Comernity, which it's is spelled Comernati, but Comernati it's pronounced is, yeah. Comernity. Yeah, it's my Britney so Spears record version. Of Comernity is a. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be a intersection of the words. Uh, COVID immunity yeah. and mRNA. COVID immunity and mRNA, which is just absolutely ungainly and, you know, only slightly worse than its other international non-proprietary name, Tuzanamaran. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll probably just call it like the Pfizer vaccine from now on, even though it's, yeah, Pfizer BioNTech. And it was actually basically made by BioNTech, but like Pfizer is, you know, taking the credit. Yeah, I mean, Pfizer at a certain point, um, you know, put down money on BioNTech in order to basically be able to use their 10 years of mRNA research. And that's how a lot of these big companies work is they sort of suck up the little tiny companies who are working on really cutting edge technology. Once that cutting edge technology is safe and proven and it's starting to look like it could be promising for drug development, they go on a purchasing spree. Well, but critically proven for industrial scale manufacture, right? Because a lot right. of the a lot of the thing is all of their technology essentially comes from like publicly funded research over right. the years. No, so I mean I feel like there's when we're dealing with a vaccine, there's like three big questions. There's like one is like who can get it? How widely is it available? Two, how much do we have to pay for it and who is paying for it? And and three, what are the terms that drug companies can set uh, on countries uh, as a condition for being sold the vaccine? Because, again, when you have a resource that's this scarce and, you know, especially I, I keep thinking about like especially in countries like the United States where like, you know, it's pretty clear that we can't do jack shit to like control the virus in any other way. So the value of the vaccine is really high. Right. Um, this actually gives drug companies tremendous power and tremendous leverage mm -hmm. over what they can demand in exchange, uh, not just, you know, in terms of uh, the, the money, but in terms of the conditions of sale. And so I, I think each of these sort of domains is one place where looking at Pfizer tells you a whole lot about how, like, the international uh, regime for pharmaceuticals and really, really, like, the heart of, you know, contemporary capitalism, uh, what, it, what it looks like and how it works. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes. And be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.